My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. And hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I am your host, Dominique Drew herself, Queen Dominique, as known by some, goddess as seen by many. In the flesh, here, your host for this journey into the depth of the self and how we keep ourselves from what we want. Actually, I'm not in the flesh. I'm coming at you through technology, through the magic of technological advances on whatever device you have deemed worthy for this period of your time. Either way, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, please go ahead and uh, if you like the show, download, subscribe, give me a five-star rating. I would absolutely love it. I love to hear your comments. I love it when people reach out to me and ask me about um, about the podcast or tell me what results they've gotten. I've had people tell me that they have overcome uh, low self-esteem and their confidence has gone up and they've asked women out and getting over fear of rejection just from listening to the podcast. And you can imagine what an incredible ego trip that is for me. <laughs> it's not really that much of an ego trip, but it is incredibly and deeply fulfilling for me because I like to help other people. And uh, this is my way of doing that. So, so glad that you're joining me today. I am also coming to you live on Facebook Live. So always feel free to join me there. Comment, download, subscribe, do all of the things that you feel necessary. And most importantly, please do share this with anyone you think would benefit from it. Okay? That is really the most important thing to me. You know, I, I do coach. I teach this work. I teach it in groups. I teach it one-on-one. Um, I have my eight-week Art of Attraction program that you've probably heard me talk about if you're um, a regular listener. And I have my brand new 12-week Art of Authenticity program, which by the way, has been going for about four weeks now and it is stellar. There are a number of posts on my uh, Facebook page from current clients who are you know, just, just getting incredible results. And I just love, love, love hearing that. So the Art of Authenticity is really a step beyond, right? How do you know which one is for you? Well, if you, let's say, if it's news to you that you create your own reality, right? If I'm like, uh, well, whatever is going wrong in your dating life is something that you're doing and you need to learn how you're self-sabotaging and, you know, and learn to stop doing it. And that's like, super mind-blowing for you, then the art of attraction is the perfect level. It is designed to help you identify and eliminate the self-sabotage that is keeping you single without you even realizing it. So you don't even have a chance to, um, to you, you, you don't even have a chance. I could just stop right there. 
you don't even have a chance um, because your subconscious is is running amok. You keep attracting women who are unfaithful or you keep, um, you know, sabotaging yourself in some way that may appear to be unrelated to you, but it is in fact super related to you. So if that is about the level where you are, the art of attraction is perfect for you. And I invite you to reach out to me. We'll get on a call and uh, I'll give you all the details on uh, what that would look like for you and if that's a good fit for you. If, however, that is ridiculously old news to you, you're not only aware that you create your own reality, but you've got a good idea how if you maybe, you know, I, I hesitate to say it's if you um, have done some self-work before because you don't really need to have. Um, you could just have a real propensity for it. You could just be like, this is, I'm very clear that, you know, this is how things work. And that may not have come from actual studies. So it doesn't matter whether you've studied it, but if you have done personal work in the past or therapy or read a lot of books on the topic and you're pretty well educated and you're ready to go to the next level, that is what the art of authenticity is for. Um, it is uh, it is about learning how to recognize those subtle ways in which you say no to yourself, right? Those deep levels on which you, um, yes, it's also about self-sabotage, but the approach that we take is much deeper. This, this takes you to the next level up, okay? If you're an experienced spiritual seeker and you're just like, man, I can't seem to find a program that is a high enough level for me because they're all talking about you know, limiting beliefs and things like that. And you're beyond that, right? You want the next step. This will meet you wherever you are. Okay, so as long as you are short of enlightenment, this program has a lot to offer you. Okay, so that's really the difference between the two. And I already have ideas for uh, my next program. Um, I have... Uh, do I want to send out a little, do I want to put out a little teaser? Yeah, I'll put out a little teaser. I'll just let you know what I'm thinking at this point. This is not even in the works yet, but at this point, I'm thinking my next program is going to be called The Art of Success. And it's going to be about how to manifest and create real success in your life, um, both in your relationship life, financially, business, purpose, fulfillment, all that sort of thing. And it's going to be stellar. So a little teaser for you there. So thank you again so much for joining me. Um, This space is incredibly sacred to me. It is incredibly important to me. I want to create a space where you can ask questions that I can answer on the podcast. So if you are inclined to call in, please feel free to do that. The number for that is 828-333-4686. And again, that is 828-333-4686. 4686. And I love to um, answer your questions. I love to um, to hear your perspective and, and what you're struggling with and how I can help. That is really uh, what lights me up in the world, to be perfectly honest. Um, so one of the things that I really wanted to dive into today is the topic of how we be a, how we BS ourselves, okay? The topic of spiritual bullshit. And spiritual bullshit you could take slightly uh, slightly differently, but how we self BS, right? So this is like the times we're trying to like we're trying to convince ourselves of something, right? Or we're trying to in some way um, convince ourselves that we're okay or that we are some way that we are not. 
I had a wonderful client, a one-on-one client earlier today um, who came up against this exact thing and it actually gave me the idea for the topic. Um, he was diving into, and, and I won't share too much here, but of course, of course, but um, he was diving into a younger part of himself and he was saying, oh, you know, I feel compassion for this younger part of myself, but he really actually didn't. He felt judgment because he felt that he should be different, whether it was at that time or now. We carry all of these shoulds in our head. And I've done whole episodes on just on shoulding um, because it's an incredibly impactful practice that we have that holds us back often without us even realizing it. Uh, in this situation, I was saying, okay, well, you know, feel, feel compassion. And, and the exercise we were doing wasn't working because the compassion wasn't really there because that he was holding on to that should. And so the way this tends to show up for us is we go, oh, I was such a lazy kid. If I hadn't been such a lazy kid, I'd be so much more successful. Right? And in that way, there's some self-judgment there, Right? And it might be subtle, like, oh, I was a lazy kid, but I got out of it and now I'm better. Just the fact that you're calling yourself better indicates that there was something wrong with how you were before. So don't forget, these can take place on very subtle levels. Now, I'll use myself as an example also. Um, I used to have incredibly low self-confidence. Right. If you look at me now, I am just a beacon of self-love. Right. I'm I'm wildly in love with myself. I'm wildly in love with life. I'm wildly in love with my job, um, with my 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 passion, my work, and this business that I run. And I absolutely, I'm just you know that's that's my sort of default state now. But it was very 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 much the opposite before. And so, when I was very confident, so I'll, I'll sort of um, you know make a joke sometimes. Uh, in good fun, and I should also watch myself. Um, but when uh, someone will say like, um, oh, I was really confident as a kid, I'd be like, I, I can't even imagine the success I would have by this point in my life if I had that level of confidence as a kid, right? And even though that's like a playful thing to say or whatever, there's still a little energy of, I should have been something else, right? This is subtle, but it's there. If that seems ridiculously subtle to you, cool, you're not, that, not at that level. Don't worry about it. That's, that's, that's not, it's not relevant for you, right? If you're just like, oh, yeah, yep, I can feel that, then that's, that's where you are. That's relevant for you now, right? Um, and so a way that I might hold that, and I don't uh, particularly hold it this way, at least not consciously, um, would be I should have had more self-confidence as a kid, as I said, conf- consciously, that's not something that I believe as far as I know. But there is an element of, um, if I were, if I had been that, then I would be this, as if I ought to be more successful than I am now, right? You see how there's, there's pressure, there's distortion there. And so it's really useful. And so the, that's, that's like a way to recognize these, this sort of level of, um, of subtle should, right? Now, if I, if I felt more strongly about that, like, oh, I really should have been different. Because, you know, for me, that's not the strongest because I really value the learning process. Um, for example, you know, when I was young, I was not someone that people found very attractive. Um, 
when I began to fall in love with myself and prioritize myself and my relationship with myself above what everybody else thought of me, then people began to find me very attractive. And so the last probably five, 10 years, people have found me very attractive. Notice it doesn't have anything really to do with me. It's like how they respond. It's like, you might find me attractive, you might not. It no longer matters to me. But I do have this incredible, this incredible perspective because people didn't treat me like I was hot when I was young. And so I value that a lot. I would rather have come from there and made it to here to have grown in this way because then I have all of the experience of and the perspective of both sides. And I think this will come as a bit of a surprise to some people. You know, you look at someone, you go, oh, that's an attractive person. You tend to make a lot of assumptions. Oh, she gets approached all the time. Oh, she knows she's hot. Oh, other people think she's hot. Oh, you know, um, she was always hot, right? Notice all of, all that happens in one split second of you just seeing a woman that you find attractive. Oh, everybody must ask her out. Like all the assumptions. Just because you think she's hot doesn't mean other people think she's hot. There's no universal um, opinion of what's sexy and what isn't, right? And yet, you assume that a woman you find attractive is someone that everybody finds attractive. So all these assumptions cloud up our vision. And so when you find a woman you find, you see a woman you find attractive, you could just go and tell her that you think she's attractive. If you approach her the right way, that's a, that's a wonderful thing to do, right? However, if instead you make all of these assumptions and you psych yourself out, now you're not going to approach her at all because you're deciding all these things about her. So I would notice sometimes in people's language, they would say something like, oh, you know what you're doing or, oh, you know that blah, da, 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 da. And it was stuff that was total news to me in that moment. And I was like, what assumptions are you making about me based on how you perceive me? You are then projecting your opinion onto everybody else. Everybody thinks she's hot, which means she must know she's hot, which means she must always have been hot, which means she's not interested in me. And you're just deciding what she's like and what her life experience is. And for me personally, that was not my life experience. So when people started to respond to me like they thought I was hot, I was like, whoa, like I'm not that girl. I'm not that person. I've never been that person. Now I'm that person, but I wasn't before, you know? And I'm saying everybody finds me attractive. They definitely don't. In fact, I, I'm, I feel discomfort even speaking in this way. <laughs> I'm noticing that as I'm talking um, because I don't assume ever that people will find me hot ever. And to be honest, I don't particularly want to. That's not a confidence thing. I'm in love with myself. I find myself wildly attractive, but I never assume that you do. Those are very different ways of holding myself, of perceiving myself. One is assuming from your perspective, which is projection. And one is my own opinion of myself, which is absolutely mine to have. 
And so I could feel people's projections coming, coming at me and they would sabotage themselves. I've had guys that I was really interested in sabotage their way out of, I mean, I was there and ready to be in a relationship with that person. And I was putting up with some stuff and I was like there and, and good to go. And he sabotaged his way right out of it, made himself so awful and insecure that he pushed me away. About three days later, I met somebody that I had very little interest in and he did the opposite. He, he <laughs> pro, pro sabotage, I don't know, he unsabotaged. I had very little interest and he was just kept being so freaking awesome um, for so long that I, I ended up being like, yep, never mind. This is what I want. And we were together for quite some time, a year and a half. Right? So how you hold that type of dynamic is very, leads very, very much to whatever results you, you get, right? You are creating the reaction in her. If you have an underlying um, belief that says, I'm not good enough, then no matter how big you smile and how quote-unquote confidently you approach her, you still have that belief. And that is incredibly deep down and that will skew the way she sees you. That's why I teach the, the deep work instead of the tips and tricks. Because the deep work will sabotage the trips, tips and tricks if they're not right. Right? If you decide you're not good enough, you are way more powerful than her as far as how you are perceived. And so you will convince her that you are not good enough and she will believe you and she will go. And that is without any words that are anything like what's actually going on. Right? You could be talking about the weather or something like that, but, but the energy is coming across because the energy is there. It's very present. Conversely, uh, and you can sabotage yourself other ways as well. It's not just not feeling good enough. It can be about um, how uh, you think you're God's gift. If Arrogance. Arrogance will sabotage you just as much as low self-esteem. Right? If you have underlying issues with women, a lot of men and a lot of women have issues with women. Some people hate women and they may be people who never knew that they hated women or they don't trust women or they don't, you know, think women can handle them or they don't think women are good enough. Same thing can be about men. Some men are much more comfortable around women but have real issues around men. And so... The thing is, and this was the thing with my client this morning, is that you can't BS yourself, right? You can't, uh, your, your system knows. You can't, if you have low self-confidence, you can't pretend that you have high self-confidence. You can change your mind in a moment, but chances are you don't know how or you would have done so already, right? So the act of the act of owning what's really happening for you is the first step, taking responsibility for it. You'll hear me say this a lot. That is the first step to shifting the actual problem. Telling yourself you know, it's all going to be okay, is bullshit. 
you don't believe that. Telling yourself that if you just get out there more, that'll really change things is bullshit. This is not, this is the, the issue that has kept you single until whatever age you are now is not something, is not not getting out there enough. That is crystal clear bullshit. Right? Because if it were that simple, you would just get out there. So the question becomes, why aren't you getting out there? Oh, well, I'm afraid of being rejected. Great. Then the problem isn't, I just need to get out there more because you're, Fear of rejection is keeping you from getting out there. Unless you solve the fear of rejection, you're going to die alone. How's that for cutting through the bullshit? This isn't going to fix itself on its own. The more you tell yourself it is, the more you read books, the more you just listen to the podcast, the more you, you know, look for quick tricks on YouTube or hypnosis, or things that are all shortcuts, you are bullshitting yourself. There is no shortcut. You must go through. You must live life. You must feel it. That's what experiencing life is. So you're trying to get the the growth of having experienced life without actually experiencing life. And by life, in this case, I mean the trauma. I mean, whatever it is that's keeping you single that you haven't looked at yet. What is it, especially if you've heard lots of my podcasts, what is it that keeps you listening to the podcast but not reaching out for help? I bet the podcast isn't solving the problem. Although for some people it might be, in which case that is fantastic. And please write on my wall and tell me because I love that shit. But you must go and do the actual work. These traumas are deep. They're deep in your system. And they must be. They live in the subconscious. And if something exists in your subconscious, then by definition, it is not accessible by you. Because all you're aware of is your conscious mind. Until you decide to go deeper or you work with me or you work with someone who can take you down into the depths of yourself to explore and get to know yourself. And as you do that, as you cut the BS and the lies you're telling yourself or the, oh, I'm just experiencing a lot of resistance. I'm really having a hard time, but it's getting better. It's not getting better. Because when you, when it's getting better, it will not, that tone will not be what you use. You'll be like, yeah, I used to be like really low confidence, but then I flipped a switch and now I feel great about myself. That's what people who work with me say. Those are the results that you could be getting. I don't even necessarily mean you need to work with me, right? I know I can help you do it, but I'm not the only person in the world who can, but not that many can. Not every therapist will get you those results. Because they're treating the symptoms, not the actual problem. They don't know how to go to the depths, how to take you to the depths of yourself because they haven't gone to the depths of themselves. So they don't know what I'm talking about. And so you'll go there and you'll talk about your mom and you'll talk about um, the issues you're having in your dating life and they'll draw some conclusions and those conclusions might help and you're going to become much smarter about the problem. But becoming smarter about the problem doesn't solve the problem, does it? 
If this problem could be solved with your mental capacity, you would have done so by now. You must go beyond that level of yourself. You must explore the depths of yourself to awaken to the reality of who you are. That is the most wildly attractive state you can be in because you don't have need for another anymore. You have desire for one, but not desperate need. That will sabotage you faster than you can say self-sabotage. Just let yourself sit with that. Take a deep breath. Nothing is more attractive than a person who is self-realized. And I'm not saying you need to hit enlightenment before you're going to get a girlfriend. It's not true. But think about my process. I was unattractive. I felt unattractive. I hated myself. I was just riddled with insecurity. And as we go, as I kept at it, as I kept exploring myself and releasing this belief about that and realizing I was wrong about X, Y, and Z and I'm projecting about that and I'm people-pleasing and I'm, I'm being a victim and whatever the issue was that I was struggling with, I began to like myself. <laughs> I began to get to know myself. Oh, actually, I, I like that I made that decision. That's, a, that's, that's my favorite decision. I began to do the things that I thought should be done instead of the, thought, the things I thought other people should, wanted me to do or the things I thought I should do to make other people happy or to be the type of person I thought I should be. Whatever. It's all BS. And as I began to make those choices and they were mine, I began to agree with them more. I'm actually realizing this as I'm saying this this to you. I began to agree with myself more. Boy, I do. You know what? I'm glad I have that shirt. I really like that shirt. That's a good shirt for me. I became more aligned with myself. And as I did that, I became more okay with myself. And as I became more okay with myself, I became more aligned with myself and vice versa, vice versa. This was incredibly powerful. And it began to change my self-image. And as I changed my self-image, I changed my outer image without even realizing it. I began to lose weight. Weight that I'd always carried. I was never a fit person in my life. But I am now. Have been for quite some time by this point. Now I have the kind of body that I can basically eat whatever I want. And I stay a healthy weight. But think about what I, what I just said. I didn't say I can eat junk food all day long for months at a time and stay in balance with my body. I said I can eat whatever I want. So what I wanted changed. I don't want to eat junk food every day for months. That sounds literally like, incredibly disgusting to me. It may not have at some point in my life, although it might have. That is pretty gross. If you're doing that, you should definitely stop doing that. 
Okay. Um, I cut sodas out. I don't really like sodas that much. I don't like them anymore. I drink other things. I drink beer. I drink wine. I drink cocktails. Um, I drink a lot of tea. But like, I don't want something that's that sugary very often. And then like maybe once a month, I'll pull out, it'd be like a Dr. Pepper or root beer or something like that. And I'll put it over ice. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. But I rarely want to because I'm in balance with my body. Right? Just recently, in fact, I've, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, an omnivore. I don't, I don't eat vegetarian. I don't eat meat every single day either. People, I think, just way overeat meat, especially red meat. Um, and recently, I've felt less of a desire for beef. Partially, that's because environmentally, it is one of the worst things you can possibly do. Um, it's, just, it's just really, really impactful. It's like the, the beef industry is like the main thing that's causing global warming, um, which is destroying just massive amounts of, um, of the planet and species and also uh, scorching the topsoil of the earth where we need to grow things. So we're really getting ourselves in a pickle here. Um, but. Uh, but really, you know, and so partially is that, and I was like, you know, if I, if, if it's half of one, six, you know, if it's six of one half dozen of another, um, between beef and chicken, I will definitely choose chicken. Right. And I've done that for a while. Then recently I haven't been really wanting that much of steak or of beef or of ground beef. Right. I just don't really want it. So I'm not really eating it. And so I don't know what that means. I'm not, a nutrition person. I don't care that much about food, to be perfectly honest. Um, I work out once a week. I do it intensively. That's pretty much my, my workout. You know, that's, that's what my body needs. I do yoga because I really like that. My, it makes my body feel good. <clears throat> but I'm in balance with it. So if my body, so I'm not telling myself what to do, right? I lost all that weight. Um, you know, I, I live with, I, I live now from a place where my body, it, it weighs what it weighs. I don't weigh it very often. Um, but I don't think about it either. I don't obsess over it anymore. And I used to obsess over it. And you know, the worst thing about this is that now people look at me and go, oh, she just, she's just one of those people. <laughs> oh, she's just one of those fit people. She doesn't have to work out. Doesn't have to work out. I have to work out. She doesn't have to work out. Talk about fucking projections. My body's like this because I worked my ass off to get in to get aligned with it. I had to face all sorts of fears and and go to the depths of myself to to achieve this. And it gets dismissed by people who are heavy. Like I'm not one of them. I'm someone else. Oh, she's just one of those people. She doesn't understand my difficulties. Get over yourself. Stop projecting onto other people. Just because someone's fit now doesn't mean they were always fit. They fit, but they're fit because they worked at it. Whether they worked at it on the level that I did of, you know, of beliefs and self-hatred and, um, you know, emotional, um, traumas and things like that. Or they just went to the gym and worked their ass off. Literally, their ass got worked off, right? Either way, you know, you do not only them a disservice by dismissing them as one of those successful people, but you also do yourself one. Oh, I could never achieve that because she's someone different than I am. Fuck you. 
says who I'm different. You're saying that. You're deciding that you are not good enough to be that or that that person didn't have to work or that person doesn't understand. You see this sort of like arrogant, like despair. Oh, you couldn't possibly understand me. Bitch, please. You are, you are dismissing yourself. You are dismissing me. You are dishonoring everyone in the scenario right now. Right? You're deciding who I am and you're deciding who you are in relation to it. Right? And thus you're keeping yourself a victim. I have no time for that shit. I do not. If you want to stay a victim, you be my guest. I have no interest in force empowering you. (laughs) I have no interest in contradicting your belief about yourself. If you decide you can't do it, good for you. You are right. Go ahead. Be right. Be right and heavy and unhappy and full of self-loathing. Most people choose that every single day. Most because they don't think they see a way out. But look look at this example, right? This person sees someone fit and decides that they are different in some way, that they cannot achieve that, that the, 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 the person seeing the fit person decides they can't achieve that level of fitness because that fit person's just like that. That's because they've done the work. And this isn't just about bodies. How about money? How about success? How about a level of, boy, I could never achieve that. I mean, that that person's successful. I mean, like, that person's making $5 million a year. They're just that person. I could never do that. Cool. Congratulations. Go home. Go home. And, and be a victim, if that's what you want. I got no time for that shit. I'm not interested. It doesn't interest me. I don't blame you. I'm not judging you. Good for you. But for me, I don't, I don't want to be around that. That doesn't interest me. I get bored very quickly. Oh, you just, you want to limit yourself? Oh, okay, well, cool. I'm going to go do something else. Because I'm fascinated by people, regardless of what fitness level you are, inside or outside, or success-wise, regardless of what fitness level you are, you're interested in, in more. Or you're aware of where you are, right? But you're not BSing yourself. Excuse me, right? You're not m- making shit up or deciding you're a victim based on what you see around. You're at least, you know, curious. Man, were you always like that? How can, how can I be like that? Can you show me how to be like that? Yes. I can't, right? That level of fascination with growth, desire to grow, belief that you can grow. I've got people in my Art of Attraction program who are 25 years old, and I've got people in my Art of Attraction program who are 65 years old. And they are all learning and growing and expanding and becoming more. And there's, there's growth there. And, and in that, I don't want to label this, but a lot of people think that's scary, right? It doesn't have to be. It can be a wild, exciting adventure. The scariness, yeah, that can be there. That's okay. And so they're willing to face that to be better to be more, to live more, to experience more life, 
And if you're not experiencing life, what the fuck are you here for? Why are you here? What are you doing? Are you here to blame others and feel less than? And is that enough for you? I'm fascinated by this. Is that enough in your life? Or does a part of you think there might be more? Now, I'm not saying there might not be fear around that part. I mean, there might be more, but I don't want to go there because I don't know what it entails. Absolutely no one does. You could hire me right now and get into the program and be like, okay, what's it going to entail? I don't know. It's different for every person. But the path is the same. You just need some guidance and a safe place, a safe container to bring you from here to there. And the safe container and the know-how, the method I can provide. My method has worked thousands of times and it has never not worked. That is a fact. What I can't provide is the willingness to not bullshit yourself. The willingness to step into the unknown, to change and be different, to risk getting what you want. These things must be your choice. If you're sitting here like, Jesus, this all sounds amazing. I just want to do it. Let's go. Great. Reach out. Let's get on a call. If though you're sitting here being like, I'm not sure it's going to work for me. Cool. Get on the phone. I'll explain how it'll work. But if you're sitting here being like, ugh, forget it, this is just absolutely not, then that is the choice that you make. And that I can do nothing about. You see, I have no agenda for you. (laughs) I can't. My work doesn't work if I have an agenda. You see, to me, for me to have an agenda for you would mean on some level that I think that you're not okay the way you are. And I think you're absolutely perfect the way you are. Absolutely 100% perfect. How can you say that, Dominique? I'm single. I don't want to be. Oh, I didn't say you have everything you want. But where you are is exactly where you want to be on some level. What would it be like to be able to access that level and change it? What would it be like to be able to access the part of you that wants to be single? that's afraid to be in a relationship, that's afraid to make the amount of money you want to make, that's afraid to change your life and live freely and wildly and successfully and fulfilled, what would it be like to be able to talk to that place in yourself? How valuable would that be? That's what I teach my clients. I don't want them to be my clients forever. I want them to learn the method themselves get proficient at it, and use it in every area of their life that they want. 
This can go as far as you want it to go. You can go as far as you want to go. Or you can stay stuck right where you are. Either way is just fine with me. Because that is the most sacred decision you can possibly make. You get to change or stay the same. Every single moment you make that choice. Now, you might have set it to the default stay the same mode, sure. Or you might be constantly frustrated, you know, trying to, trying to fix it and trying to, um, you know, get, get different results and nothing's working. Okay, maybe you just need, the new, the, you, you need a new method, right? You need the way. But something is keeping you stuck because you haven't found the way yet or you haven't called me yet. <laughs> And so what is it about that? What is it that's keeping you stuck? What would it do for you to be able to communicate and alter the part of you that is keeping you stuck? The part of you that's bullshitting yourself without even realizing it. What would that be like? What would it be like to be able to alter your subconscious, to change your personality, to control how confident you feel? What would it be like to have control of this human vehicle that you were given and put on the road with, but never shown the owner's manual? What would it be like to have your own owner's manual? What would it be like to know what every button is for, what every lever does? How differently would you drive? That is life awakened. Nothing's on default. Nothing's on autopilot. That's bullshit. That's a fear of grabbing the reins, fucking grabbing life by the horns and riding it. Oh, I look scary from the ground. Once you're up there, it's not. Because in the getting up, You stand on your feet. Real, genuine empowerment. You explore and you find out and you face your fears. And in facing your fears, you grow so beautifully, so powerfully. You grow and you expand, and you awaken, and you become more. You don't actually become more. You already are all of it, but you wake up to the reality of what you really are, and that feels like growing and becoming more. It's a matter of growing into yourself, of putting your feet on the ground and feeling them there, of being able to change your emotional state, 
I've had experiences where I was starting to go downhill. Mind you, I used to just go downhill and I would just spiral and it would just be done. There was, there was just felt like there was nothing I could do to pull myself out. I didn't know how. Now, it almost doesn't happen anymore, but I did have an experience where I was kind of in a vulnerable state and I started to spiral downwards and I stopped it and was like, nope, I'm not going to do this. I want to do this instead. And I changed a direction and I went upwards and had a wonderful time. What would that be like? To face the woman that you find attractive, that you want to date and feel that insecurity and anxiety and nervousness and fear coming on and be able to look at it directly. It's not just operating the background. It's not holding the strings. You are. Mm -hmm. How backwards that is that your mind runs rampant with you instead of you being in control of your mind. It is, in fact, your mind. It doesn't mind you. And so when you see yourself as a victim of your mind, there's some BS right there. When you see yourself as a victim of your job, that's some bullshit right there. Oh, I can't move though because I have, uh, my insurance is here. Uh, I have family nearby. They're your feet, aren't they? Where would you like them to take you? Don't you dare put that on someone else. That is insulting to yourself. That is insulting. That's embarrassing. And it puts way too much pressure that's undue on someone else. And that, on an energetic level, that's abuse. Give them responsibility for your life. Oh, well, I would, but like, you know, my sister really needs me here and she's going to... If you are suffering and you are staying and choosing to suffer, you need to know that you are choosing to suffer. Don't blame your sister. She's living her life. Maybe she wants you to stay. That doesn't mean you have to stay. What are you really staying for? What are you actually afraid of? Is it striking out on your own? Do you understand? This is so, so, so important. These are the ways that even some of the very socially acceptable ways in which we bullshit ourselves. Life is harsh. Sometimes life is harsh. Most of the time, it's quite delightful. There's pain in it. That's inevitable. Don't try to avoid that. That breeds weakness. And that does not serve you. It doesn't serve your children. There's a huge trend in my generation of not being able to say no to children because we're afraid. Let's be real. We go, oh, because I want to be a kind mother. That's not kindness. That's bullshit saying that's kindness. It's weakness because you are unwilling or unable to say no and hold your ground. And that's what a parent must do because you must prepare your children for life. 
giving them everything they want does not prepare them for life. It gives them massive, massive uh, delusions of grandeur and a false sense of safety that is simply going to end as soon as they leave the house. You are not preparing your children to go out into the world. And that is your only job. And so when you make excuses, when you blame other people for your situations, you make yourself a victim. You are only a victim if you deem it so. Otherwise, the only way you are is if you are a child. And on ultimate spiritual level, it's even not then, but we'll keep it psychological for now. Right? I spoke earlier about uh, my client who didn't have compassion for himself as a child. But there, compassion was needed because that child's job wasn't to be super cool or to have all his shit together or to be able to handle problems. He was a child. That's the parent's job until the child grows up. Then it's their job. So when you, you know, if you have parents who kind of failed a little bit, didn't do a good job, abandoned, neglected, abused, didn't see, didn't value, wasn't the ideal parent you wanted them to be or needed them to be, and no one is, then we experience a kind of wounding and we suffer from that. Or we take responsibility for it and we grow through it. That is the opportunity here. When you drop the bullshit, the victimhood and the excuses and the weakness and the, just the, the you know, disgusting tendency to avoid what is in front of us. When you do that, you become weaker because you're, you're not standing in your power and trusting yourself to be able to get through what is there. And you can. You are built to. And so when you release that bullshit, you find yourself standing up. Empowered, not mentally or conceptually. Like, I know what empowerment means. I mean feeling powerful. In control, in a healthy way, not needing to control out of weakness. But really able to respond and choose and take responsibility for. It's something which from the side of the excuses and the weakness looks terrifying. But from the side of having grown through it and been real with it and embodied it, it's, it's like a kind of freedom you maybe can't even imagine from the other side. Kind of freedom that is Incredibly beautiful. That is a realization, the actualization of who you really are. That is when you begin to fulfill your potential. That's when the money starts to flow and the love starts to flow and the happiness starts to flow and people start being attracted to you and you know, you're, you're self-sufficient because you have stepped into your power, stepped into your strength. This is the most powerful thing you can do with your life and this will solve more problems than any other approach that you take. 
every problem, health problems, confidence problems, dating, relationships, love, self-love, money, fulfillment, spirituality, competence, knowledge, education, wherever it is you feel you fall short, this is happening on some level. You are letting yourself fall short. Don't let yourself fall short. Step up. Now is the time. This is the perfect time for self-work. Your deeper self, your larger, greater, expansive self is calling to you. If it weren't, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Answer the call. Step up. Even if you have no idea how to do that or what it looks like, reach out. Ask for that help. Seek it. And don't stop until you've achieved what you want. The only thing stopping you from it is you. And that's the best news I could possibly give you. My name is Dominique Drew, and this has been another episode of The Art of Attraction. Please feel free to download and subscribe and rate wherever, whatever platform you are on. Please feel free to do all those things. Share this with friends. If there's somebody that you know who will resonate with this, pass it along. It's the most valuable thing that you can do. This work is life-changing. It has changed my life 180 degrees, and I now, finally, at last, couldn't be happier. And that is true no matter what is going on around me. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you'd like to reach out to me, uh, talk to me about working with me, go to my calendar link in the description for this podcast episode and I'll post it there. I look forward to hearing from you. Take care, guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.